everybody welcome back dadology episode two season two it's gonna be great it's gonna be awesome last week or last podcast sorry we talked about uh, having fortitude and what that looks like as we do every episode my name is luke and i'm john and uh we we're, we're just ecstatic um about how everything's been going uh we've heard we've heard a lot back from you guys uh you know just face to face for y'all who are listening that we go to church with thank you guys for your support and thank you for the feedback that we've gotten from you guys um but for those who listen that uh, we don't know uh, in person or have you know connections in that way we would love for you guys to uh, email us at datology theology at gmail.com um any questions comments uh snarks Whatever it is. If you want to call Luke out on his theology, do throw, it. throw us an email. Speaking of. He'll, he'll answer it. Speaking of, I actually actually do need to apologize about something. <laughs> about the, you know, let's talk about theology here. Um, so last week we talked about, um, oh, what king was it? Um, Not joking, Hezek- Noah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was King uh, Hezekiah. We talked. We mentioned him. We read a verse out of his section there, and then I and but I got my stories mixed up. It wasn't King Hezekiah who had found the random scroll of of the law in the temple and you know repented and did all of that stuff. That was Wasn't actually Josiah. That was actually Josiah. Yeah, I actually know that one. When you said it, I was like, maybe he just said it. That's how he says it. No, but. it's it, I said it wrong and I apologize. I got my stories mixed up. Um that was my bad on that one. Um I'm not perfect. <laughs> See, not I thought close. you were doing what I do where you just you can't read the name so you just say whatever name and you keep going. <laughs> Right, right. Well, what's real? We're gonna have some of that in this one, um, but no. I it was actually what made me realize it was when I was starting to work and study for for this particular you know conversation uh, that we're gonna have in this episode is, I, you know, the King Jehoiakim, or as you say, Joakim Noah <laughs> from the Bulls. That's right. If you're a sports fan. Yep, yep, especially Bulls fan. You know, you, right. you would know right. that. You would, I would hope you would know that if you're a Bulls fan. Fair, yes. Um, you know, but Josiah was his, um, was his father, was the king before him. And so when I, when I was, <laughs> when I was reading this and I saw that and I was kind of studying a little bit of the lineage and then I saw that and I was like, oh man, I've got to apologize for that. I got that wrong. <laughs> I was like that. Nope that that was wrong. Um, so you guys can scratch that and understand that uh, we're so, not perfect. So you guys can all email him and let him know. <laughs> let me know. Let him know you can, you can, when his uh, theology is wrong. <laughs> you can roast me on that. See, That's this is why fun. I need one of those sound pads right here. I could have did the what is the the bing bong noise where it's like like you messed oh, up. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I need or one just of those. like a buzzer or a, bu- a buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I need to That's invest fair. in one of those. You can flag me when I get a little questionable. That's right. <laughs> no, that's fair. I think we all kind of need that, though, sometimes, because uh, we're imperfect, and uh, that's just what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into this, so we're going to actually cover, um, we're going we're gonna to start going through uh, Daniel. We're going to start in chapter one. We're going to go through the first four chapters of Daniel. 
It's a lot of information. It's a lot. And the story is a lot into the story, and there's so much you can pull out of the story to talk about and a lot of different things. But ultimately, we're going to focus in on this contrast of, you know, because last week we talked about fortitude, right? Which fortitude is somebody who speaks truth, has conviction, and walks in courage. And so... Daniel is a person that had, that is a man full of fortitude, while King Nebuchadnezzar is not. Um, he, you know, at least not at the beginning, he right. wasn't. Um, you know, but towards the end and in chapter four, when it's close to the end of his reign, we see a totally different Nebuchadnezzar then than we do see at the beginning, um, which is one of those things talking about like mental health and how that looks. And how God uses, you know, mental health seasons or whatever you want to like call it, you know, seasons where you go through where God allows you because of your of pride or, you know, whatever it is. It could be a sin, things like that. Obviously, there's grace, you know, that's, you know, which we're going to see in this story as we move through. But does, but God does allow us to make our own choices. Knowing that the consequences have free will. Yeah, yeah, we have free will, and that's love, right? Having free will is him showing love and allowing us to make choices, you know. But on the other end of that, you know, our choices can either, can either end up good or can end up very bad. Right. And Nebuchadnezzar made a lot of bad choices, and God gave him a lot of grace for a long time, um, until it got down to the point where God then had you know which this we'll get into this when we get into um i believe it's chapter four um where god god pretty much breaks him and you know for a solid uh you know scripture actually says seven periods of time um most people believe that that's seven years which, yeah that was my question yeah it, so like, it's how long is is that seven days seven weeks seven months I, right my assumption was years based on reading the old testament and yeah how they kind of word things when mm-hmm. they talk about years so that was my assumption but it it doesn't my version didn't say, it doesn't no. say so technically technically because da- the most most of daniel's written in aramaic and not hebrew Hebrew probably, most likely if this would have been written in Hebrew, it would have been a little bit more specific in years or like a time frame. Um, but in Aramaic, the language just functioned differently. Um, and so like when it comes to that, it does, so the translation of that is seven periods of time, which in most translations, when you go from King James, from New King James, like if they're actual translations, and I'm, I'm not talking about you know, the message, which is just uh, more of uh, what is it, what I'm looking for. Not commentary, but um, it's not an actual translation. It's just basically somebody took like a translation and put it into their own words. Like Cliff Notes. Yeah, Cliff Notes. Yeah, Spark Notes. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, yeah. So, I mean, but... High school flashbacks. <laughs> yes. But the message is not... There's, there's a couple, of, which I'm not saying those are bad you know necessarily but when you if you're going to study the word of god like use an actual translation um you know but it is one of those things but in the translations it says it's seven periods of time which once we get to chapter four and you kind of read on how he looks towards the end of that seven years 
and that description that it has in chapter four, you know, I think it is years just because of the fact that he has, I mean, he looks like a beast of the field, right? right? He's got hair growing out from all over places. Yeah, his nails are crazy long. Which, like, let's do an experiment, Luke. (laughs) You cannot groom for seven years, (laughs) and if you look like that, we can confirm. On the if we're still doing this in seven years, I will confirm if if it's a if, seven, if seven periods of seven. So years. I'll do, so first we'll do the experience seven days, and if, you know obviously seven days it's a week, seven months. You know I might be looking a little raggedy, but right. not that bad. Right. <laughs> I mean my nails might, you know, I just you know, but uh, I'm no, gonna, I'm gonna get a message from his wife saying, uh, uh-uh, you better not. <laughs> absolutely yeah i should be like no this ain't happening no (laughs) i think uh most people (laughs) i think most wives would be like yeah no yeah that's not it this is yeah we're gonna turn this into instead of no shave november it's just gonna no shave seven years (laughs) (laughs) no shave seven periods yeah there we go (laughs) yeah that that could also be taken the wrong way as well on that I was thinking high school classes. I, I went straight you to went menstrual straight cycle. To menstrual okay. I did. I did. And so, yeah, well, I mean, seven periods. Hey, man, are... if I don't cut my hair for seven months, it's pretty long. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. But on the other hand of that, too, you also got to think, like, he was literally like a beast in the field, right? And so, like, he was out. In the fields, it says that his body was covered in the dew, dew the morning dew, morning. right? Like he he was outside, dude. He was literally eating grass and oh, things man, like I that. Bet he smelled funky. <laughs> <laughs> Something like you know, depending on the time of the year, I guess, right? So <laughs> seven years, I don't I don't care what time of year it is. That I'm don't saying, smell good. I'm just saying, like after after a while, you know, in the spring, you might smell a little flowery or something. No. Like no, no, no okay. <laughs> This was in a, a Bible <laughs> podcast. I have a word for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm not going to say yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, no, we're not going to do that. So, um, but no, so obviously this is a moment where, you know, in chapter four, we see God breaks him. But at the end of that, which we'll get to, he, he redeems him. Um, and so before, before we kind of dive into that and why that really means something within, like the mental health realm is because if something like that would have happened today, you know, Nebuchadnezzar or anybody that that had been on this, um, he, I mean, he would have been he would have been locked up into an institution, probably put on very severe psychotropic drugs, um, very heavy, very severe, basically have made him a vegetable potato, whatever you want to make the analogy of that. Um, which would have actually made it to where he completely missed this, the whole purpose of what he went through. And, and, you know, and that sometimes God needs us to go through a period of time where we may have anxiety, we may have depression, we may have these moments, but those moments, the, you know, should have us rely on God. Now, I'm not talking about situations where there's a chemical imbalance. Um, I'm not, I'm not a person that doesn't believe that that just doesn't exist. Um, I do think there are cases where there's chemical imbalance. I just don't think it's as many as they make it out to be. I, I am not an expert in the mental health field. I have worked in the mental health field. Uh, one, I was I worked in in a um, like a hospital 
um, where we had long term. It was a long term, you know, place for girls under eighteen, and um, most of these girls, they it was a trauma facility, uh, mm-hmm. so they experienced some type of trauma in their life, uh, whether it was, you know, rape, whether it was a death, uh, some, you know, somebody in the family experienced suicide. Uh, or just verbal abuse, things like that. Um, there was a whole lot. Of, there was a plethora of different, of different things that that was part of that. Um, so without a doubt, these girls experience things that most of us will never experience in our entire lives. So I'm not minimizing their story in the least bit. And the things that they go through, no, nobody, you know, some of these were as young as eight years old who were in this facility. Nobody at that age should ever have to go through any of these type of things. And then obviously we had, you know, some that were upwards of 16, 17, you know, and things like that. And, um, but, but the thing that always got me and, and really concerned me about about the treatment that it that we were giving them it's it's not a it wasn't a christian based facility you know so i wasn't expecting that to be part of their treatment plan uh which i am a person that does not believe you can have successful therapy without scripture being involved what was interesting to me was the was the extreme amount of psycho, psychotropic drugs that they were on i mean at, at an 8 year old you won't even give them a full dose of Tylenol. Like you're look, like you're looking at a smaller dose of Tylenol, yet they're on psychotropic drugs that were meant for adults, and even some adults shouldn't even yes. be on these. I worked in pharmacy for twelve years. Most of that stuff you probably shouldn't be on. Most of that stuff for most people probably shouldn't be on any of that. And I say that as I'm not a mental health person as Mm -hmm. far as like I have no authority, no say, no anything I say is all my opinion because I am not a therapist. I'm not a mental health person, any of that stuff. But as somebody who was in the pharmacy field for over 12 years, like you just that's exactly what it is. It's 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 a it's a business. Right. And it's not about helping people anymore. It's about getting people hooked on things for the rest of their life and making that money. It's like a legal drug dealer, basically. Pretty much. Uh, and I think in the most sense, senses, that's the case. Uh, but like I said, you know, I understand that I, that there are cases of chemical imbalance where medication will help balance those things out. And honestly, yeah. a lot of times with chemical imbalance, it could, you know, there's a whole lot of things that, that need to be changed before you ever get into the medication side of it, right? Like diet. change the diet. Yeah. <laughs> diet is a huge one just across the board. There's so many things. I mean, there's a reason why most of our food is banned in other countries. It's true. <laughs> like, oh man, I know. I know. I, I saw one, I think it was in Mexico or whatever, like the cereal aisle. They literally put stickers over the cartoons and put some of the more toxic things that's in the cereal in bold letters on the front of the box yeah and cover the cartoon so kids can't see them and be like i want that one and i'm like like how bad is our food that every country bans most of the stuff that we eat well yeah i mean there's a reason why so if you were to change your diet and just cut out most of that stuff a lot of things can be helped just right for everybody's health in general yeah 
You know, and that's that's exactly right. In fact, a lot of times because of, you know, of the food that we eat and yes, there's a whole lot in the food that we eat that we shouldn't be eating. And that's like a whole another thing that we're if not you can't get pronounce into. it, it shouldn't be in your food. <laughs> that's fair. If you look yeah. at it and it's Joe Noah, like don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's that's fair. Exactly. And you know, I never even like I grew up on fast food and cereal, so right. I mean, <laughs> I'd I never thought too. to look at ingredients. It was just like Lucky Charms or marshmallows. What are you talking about? Yeah. And then you know, now I'm married and I'm trying to be a little bit healthier. And I start looking at these things. I'm like, yo, for real though. Like, what is all this stuff? Like, yeah. Like most of the food has no food in it. Yep. Well, and especially fast food. I mean, good night. Fast food is so bad. Yeah. Um, oh, but it's so. It is, well, I mean, that's true, right? And well, that's, that's a, why it's so good. Is that they literally <laughs> do, they literally say what everybody wants so much, and then they make that into a chemical, put it into mm-hmm. beans, air quote, and now right. you're like, Taco Bell's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> not Maybe not a couple of hours later, but, you know, it's just... Taco Bell's <laughs> delicious. Actually, I, I do like Taco Bell. It is really, really bad for you, and the grade of meat that they use is not <laughs> it's good. Not good. <laughs> but as my daughter says, like, I don't want Taco Bell tacos. I want real tacos. I'm like, I will get you real tacos, but sometimes Daddy wants Taco Bell. Yeah, right. Sometimes. There's sometimes, yeah. But obviously, like, when it comes to things like that, like diet change, um, I, I know this is... This next one's more probably, we see this more in like women than we do see men, at least from what we have, like our medical right now, but like hormones and just like. Mm, hormones y- is a big one. Yeah, hormones and the way that they're fl- fluctuating and things like that. Like I said, we see this more in women than we do men. It's, it's in men more than you, than most people think it is. Right. It's just not talked about. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. In our current state of like healthcare, for what we see, there's a lot, yeah, we see it more in women with, as far as like hormone levels and stuff fluctuating, especially like pregnancy and their, their menstrual periods and, and things like that. Like all of those type of things, like we'll change all of that. And, you know, but, and then there's other things like sometimes it's just seasonal because, you know, the, during the winter time, the sun's not out as much. And if you're kind of a person like me who works from home all the time, like if I'm not getting out and getting in outdoors a little bit and getting in the sun, but in the wintertime, I don't want to because I'm freezing cold, right? Like, but then I can easily get depressed just because I'm not getting the things that I need from outdoors because I'm stuck inside all the time. It's um, been seven periods since I've seen the sun. <laughs> yes, it's been seven periods. Yes. You know, so there's a lot of things out there that, and a lot of steps that I think people could take that would actually change a lot of these things. And for the people that still need certain medications, this will help in certain areas and certain things. But there are still some people that need certain medications. But yes. for, for most people, those things would make huge differences in their day-to-day life. Right. And even exercise and... and when I say exercise, I'm not like cross CrossFit at the gym. Like we're going crazy for two hours. Like just go for just a walk. Go, for, <laughs> go yeah. for a walk. Like I know for me, it's it's hard for me to do certain things because I'm not small. Mm-hmm. And if I go consistently for like a 20 minute walk every day, 
like I feel better. Like if I can, if I'm eating decent and I go for a walk, like as simple as a walk, like I, I feel better. Right. Well, and exactly. It, you know, it's one of those things they say, you know, working out. I actually saw the meme about this earlier, which kind of made me laugh. But, you know, it says like the more, you know, like working out actually gives you energy, you know, throughout the day and keeps your body kind of going, and you know, throughout the day. But then I saw the meme I saw was like, so I have to spin energy to get energy. It says, this seems like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, I have you know, to go to bed early, but wake up early to not feel tired, to go exercise, to spend energy, to get energy. <laughs> Pyramid scheme. I'm yeah. just gonna eat cereal and lay down on the couch <laughs> and feel miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then feel miserable. About, <laughs> like I saw one recently that was like, uh, why am I always tired? Like I, I don't get the eight hours of sleep, and I'm always tired. And and then the other little picture was like. Why don't you try going to bed two hours early? And he's like, no, nah, I need my me time. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's the reason why. I mean, most nights I stay up till about midnight. And that's just because, like, I, you know, I, I work from, um, I work, it work eight to four o'clock, uh, 4.30, whatever, you know, it kind of fluctuates depending on how busy we are. But, you know, so I'll work, I'll work eight to four most days. And, you know, I get off of work. And, you know, obviously, you know, I work from home, so the kids are wanting dad and, I, and my wife's wanting help. <laughs> the kids are wanting dad and the wife is ready for dad to take the kids. And, you know, and, and she goes in and, and you know, I, I kind of help clean up around the house while she's cooking dinner, things like that. And so we're just doing family time. And then once they all go to bed, that's just kind of the time I get. And so from about 9.30, you know, 10 o'clock to about midnight is when I... That's when I write stuff for the podcast. That's when I write stuff for life group things, theology. I do the Bible study. Um, typically on the weekends, I take a little bit of a break and play some video games and things like that. That's just, you know, or watch anime, whatever. I'm a nerd, so is what it is. <laughs> um, you know, so it just kind of depends. Like that's that, but that's why I stay up later, you know. Oh, that's why I stay up late. Yeah. It's just a good time where it's quiet in the house and I can get stuff done that I want to get done. And, and so I, I write my blogs and right now I'm watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. There you Cause go. <laughs> I, I didn't get to finish it the last time I was watching it. So now I'm trying to finish it. There you yeah, go. So, so next thing you know, I, I fall into that death spiral where you're like, I've watched 14 episodes and I'm on season two in two days. I should probably go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Probably should go to bed. Yeah. Um, you know, but obviously there's a lot of things that we can do, uh, kind of getting back into the mental health discussion. There's a lot of things that we can do, you know, before we go to the, down the road of medica of medication. Um, there's, you know, physically, you know, you know, eating healthy, getting sleep, you know, there's, you know, things that you can change during certain seasons to try to get out more and get some of the stuff. And, and that also might be dietary. You know, getting some more vitamin D that you would normally get from the sun. If you're not out, then find foods that, that have high, high, you know, you know, high amount of certain vitamins and things like that. Um, but then obviously there's a whole spiritual aspect of just your overall character. Um, so obviously, you know, with what we talk about a lot in this is we say this all the time 
and this is preached a lot, especially like in my house and at the church and in life groups and things like that, that if I'm, if I'm cranky and I'm crabby and I'm biting people's heads off, that's probably because I haven't been praying and I haven't been reading the Bible like I was supposed to. <laughs> like I've been slacking off or like I stayed up a little later than I should have playing a, a video game and then I was like, asleep before I even opened up the Bible to read like things like that when I'm having days or you know if there's a couple days where I'm just like ignored it like stupid me would do (laughs) right then I'm starting to feel crabby and I'm you know and I'm getting jealous about things that I shouldn't have or like the there's just all kinds of different stuff and that's just one of those character things and spiritual things that we we need to be spiritually fed, and when we are, right, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? And so we can have the joy of the Lord, but we have to be, you know, in relationship with him in that. And for you, the new believers, that's that's a hard thing to do because, I mean, even for me, it's hard to... It's a total shift of what you've always done, like depending on how old you are when you were like, hey, I'm going to start doing this. If Let's say you're 30 years old. So if you spent 30 years in the world, it's not an easy thing to just be like, I'm going to do this now and like flip <laughs> that switch and start doing it because it's a hard transition. And, and if you're somebody who hasn't actually got there yet and you hear us and you're like, these guys are crazy, that that was me and sometimes still is. Sometimes I'm like, yo, you guys are crazy. <laughs> But he looks it, at my notes. And he's like, I, I look, Luke sends me his notes for the podcast. I'm like, yeah, bro, I'm not talking about none of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But all that to say is like what he's saying is not wrong. Like we do need to be reading our Bible and talking to God and, and giving things to him and, and actually trying to listen to what he's saying to us. Like, you know, somebody actually recently told me is like, well, I talk to him all the time, but I don't ever hear, hear, hear him back. And I'm like, that's because you're not listening. And that's right. like a hard thing to say because, and I know the reason I know it's hard to say is because for me, it's like, I say that sometimes I'm like, I'm listening as best as I can. What do you mean? I'm not. And it's like, sometimes it's, it's in the word. Sometimes there's a certain scripture that'll yeah. pop out to you. And it's like, that's him talking to you. But if you're not doing it, you never get that. Right. And, and so, what he's saying is it's true, but I know how hard it is for new believers and or believers that are non-believers that might be listening to this thinking, what is this about? Right. Well, and, and ultimately, like, if, if, if you have been saved and born again, we all share a common thing, and that's the Holy Spirit. Whether I'm a person who's been studying scripture my whole life versus somebody who's just now starting to do it, we still all have that very common thing, which is the Holy Spirit. Guys I like watching on YouTube and podcasts and things like that, some of the older gentlemen, I love listening to them because they're so incredibly just brilliant guys. And But it doesn't matter. Like, they'll still tell you, like, I know nothing. I don't know. Like, I know some, but I know I really don't know nothing. But I'm like, they're blowing my mind. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, good night. And I hear about guys who have preached word for word, you know, word for word, verse by verse, every, every book of the Bible in their, in their life. And I'm like, that's just absolutely insane to me, guys that do that. And I'm like, man, the amount of knowledge and the amount that they have is just mind blowing. But at the same time, they still are the guys that are like, yeah, I really don't know that much. 
right? You know, but that's imposter syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's just one of those things. I mean, the Bible makes it very clear, right? That, you know, God's wisdom, you know, he's an all knowing God. And so it's like, yeah, there's compared to that. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, if you choose this life, it's every single day. Yeah. Until you die. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And when you don't, if you if you're paying attention, you'll notice that you might fill off. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of it, it just comes out in how you're reacting to people and situations, Yeah, you know, because I get I get real cold. Yeah, I get cold. I do as well. I get uh, annoyed very easily. I do as well. As my daughter will. We'll say, <laughs> Dad, Dad, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. No, and I do as well. Um, that's kind of me is like, I want to, I want to hermit up is what I want. I mean, naturally I'm kind of an introvert guy. Like I can do this podcast because I'm not actually talking to anybody in front of you know? Yeah. Right? If, like, if we were doing this and there was like 30 people sitting, like, let's see how many people have listened to us. Like, let's say there's like 20, yeah. 20 average list. Like yeah. if those 20 people were sitting in this room right now, I wouldn't be talking. Yeah. This conversation like, would flow yeah. way differently. Like, so uh, I'm going to pass you the mic. What do you got to say? <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You know, so naturally I'm an introvert and naturally I'm a guy that just would clam up and, and, you know, it put in, you know, when I get into those moments where spiritually I'm just, I'm just empty and I need to fill back up. Yeah. My, my first thing to, to want to do is just to step back and clam up and not step out like I'm called to do. Obviously. So we have physical side, we have spiritual side, um, of things. But then, like I said, there are cases where a chemical imbalance is, is a, an actual legitimate thing. Now, once again, I'm not I'm not a health, like I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychiatrist, I don't have a doctorate's degree. You know, like I said, I've worked in, you know in inpatient facilities and I've worked in in offices, I'm more on the administration side, and then I've also um, worked in homes uh, as an assistant to our therapists uh, with um, with just behavioral behavioral uh, therapy type stuff, just extra assistance in the home outside of the initial um, conversation stuff and, you know, their their meetings that they have. Um, but the, the one thing that gets me is I do believe that there is a chemical imbalance, but there's actually no way to actually say that this is that it exists, that there's actually no test that anybody can take to say that there's something off inside of their brain. There's no test. There's no, they can't draw your blood and run a test and say, yeah, your, your hormones are, are off or, you know, you can't do that with your hormones. Well, well, hormones, (laughs) yes, but you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, like there's proteins and hormones and all kinds of stuff that's in your brain that, that makes it function the way it's supposed to function. I'm not going to try to act like a doctor because I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but there's, there's all kinds of things up there that there's just no way to, there's no test out there to say that you actually have a chemical imbalance. All the tests that exist is a conversation. That's all it is. Somebody asks you some questions. If you answer a certain way, then they say, yeah, you need this certain medication of this, this, or this, or this, this, or this. And it's it's just really frustrating when in the office that I worked at, and I'm not saying all offices are this way, 
But in the offices that I've worked out, about 85 to probably 95% of our clients were on some type of drug. Most of the time, it didn't really work. It, in fact, in most cases, it made it worse. Um, and then they would, they would move from one medication to another and then yeah. to another. And then, you know, and then next thing you know, you're very reliant and it's almost an addiction because without the medication, you're actually having to deal with the darkness that's inside of you. And so the medication is only numbing the things that need to actually just be dealt with, you know, and so it just doesn't, it doesn't work. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. And if you want to send, send me an email and tell me I'm wrong, please. Like, I'd rather you tell me I'm wrong. Cause like I said, I'm not an expert in this, but I don't really see any information or, or studies or research being done on creating a test that can actually take what's inside of you and, and show that you have a chemical imbalance. It's all based off of this conversation that you have with a certified person. I think, and I don't think they'll ever come up with a test. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know either. I just, you know? like I said, I did pharmacy for a while, so I just know that side of it. Right. Which is when whoever prescribes, prescribes, and then they're already coming to get it. Yeah. So on that side, I, I have no idea. I don't, I don't see the conversation sides or, or what conversation. I mean, I can assume, like, we get a lot of, some of the conversations that happen just because like I you're in there for eight to 10 hours a day with a pharmacist. So they tell you like you learn things, right. but I've, I've never been on the other side of it of why this person actually needs this or doesn't need this or why this therapist decided to prescribe this medication. And this one decides to usually when they prescribe a certain brand, it's because that drug rep went to that doctor's office and pushed yes. their brand over another brand. Yeah. That's the side and that then, I see. And I don't they pay out more and things like that. I mean, it's, it is what it is and it's, it's, it's a business and I get that when I did the inpatient facility, um, that was a for-profit, and then I'm not going to even get into all of the things that they did just to make a profit. Just to make money. And, you know, which well, I was most like, of those, because I worked, a lot of my pharmacy was in hospital, and a lot of that is they have to prescribe certain things to a certain percentage to get funding. Right. So a lot of these people that are, let's say they're they're right on the balance of if they need it or don't need it they'll automatically get it because that's how they get funding mm -hmm. from what i've seen in the billings of insurances and everything that i've had to do again i'm not an expert i don't know that side of it right that's just the the insurance side that i've had to deal with that's typically what it is, is right is for them to get certain amounts of funding for certain things x amount of people or percentage of people that go in there have to be prescribed on certain things. Right. And it's one of those things that I don't want anybody listening to this to hear what I'm not saying out of this also, right? Like, once again, I'm not saying that a chemical imbalance doesn't exist. I'm not saying that people that these drugs don't help. I'm not saying that therapy is useless. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying those things. I actually firmly believe that the majority of therapists and the majority of healthcare workers in this field do want to see people succeed. Just in what I've seen, that's the majority of it. Not everybody, obviously. You, 
it doesn't matter. Like, right in church, most people in church want to see people thrive spiritually, but you do have the one-off people that build a bad name for the rest of us, right? Yeah. And that's the same thing with any field. And this well, one, that's, obviously, yeah, that's everything, right? And so, obviously, it doesn't matter. There's always going to be people that put a bad rep around these things. But I do believe that most healthcare workers or mental health care workers do want to see people succeed. I just don't think you can truly succeed in curing and conquering mental health without the word of God. It, yeah, but that's like you're yelling to a wall. Most of these people don't care about the word of God. Right. When I when I say that, that not right. not everybody's a Christian, so saying like Oh, Absolutely. this person has mental health issues. You need Jesus. Like, that's not going to do anything. No, no, no. <laughs> no, and I get that. You know, but, but it, I mean, regardless of whether. Like, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying you're yeah. wrong, but what yeah. I'm saying is, is there's a way to, and I don't know it, but there's a way that that needs to be approached right. to get to that well, point you because can, you can't just start at that point because most people are not even, are going to immediately stop listening to you if that's where you start. Right. Well, you can definitely teach biblical concepts, biblical principles, and things like that, and you can and you can help people in that way by teaching, like, okay, in the Bible, you know, you may not come out and say in the Bible in this verse it says this, this, and this, and this is how you should react in this situation. Otherwise, you know, so in some cases you could just say, okay, typically this is how we would want to react in this situation, blah, 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 you know, and how that works. You can use that, you know, but ultimately there's kind of the side that, like I said at the very beginning, right, we all have one thing in common as Christians, people who are true believers, we have the Holy Spirit. Those who don't believe don't have the Holy Spirit, so they technically don't have the ability or strength to truly do the things that the Bible says. So you're absolutely right. <laughs> like, it does roll on deaf ears, right? It's kind of, I remember when I was a youth director. I was a youth director out in a church in Oregon, and I had a situation where I had a kid come in, uh, you know, one of our student, teen students come in, and he had a T-shirt with a big middle finger on the back of the T-shirt. Welcomed him in. I was like, dude, I'm glad you're here. I love it that you're here. This is great. But naturally i had some one of the elderly people in the church that i was at came up to me um and How was like dare you let that here yep um it wasn't it's quite been like seven that seven periods since i've seen <laughs> that on a t-shirt <laughs> yeah well basically she came up with me and she was she was nice about it she wasn't rude and she was you know but she came up to me in the uh when i was teaching students and something like that would happen. I always had a t-shirt on the side to have them put on while they're here. And then they would take it off when they left and, you know, and things like that. But it, but I remember that conversation and she was telling me that maybe we should start doing that if we're going to have kids like this come in. And I remember that was one thing that always, oh, kids like what? Like yeah. <laughs> they're just people that don't know Jesus. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know, and so yeah. I, I remember at the end of that conversation, I, I just looked at her and I said, the thing is, is I'm not going to change his shirt until I change his heart. Well, not me, but I, we can't change his shirt until he decides that, hey, I need the Holy Spirit. I believe God exists. And if that's the first time you show up and 
that's what you get like i'm sorry i'm not going back i, I wouldn't have I, either i would have been like yeah no i'm out the same for yeah me. <laughs> yeah absolutely and growing up you know i grew up in a very conservative missionary baptist you know church it all makes sense it all makes <laughs> sense yes i have a lot of theological background that matches with that but it's all very biblical but there was a lot of things that happened so that if you not. question any theology that he has email us at theology at gmail.com this is where i need my soundboard yeah you need yeah we'll get that my birthday's coming up luke i need a soundboard i need a soundboard that's fair. Anybody yeah. want to donate? If you want, if you want to donate, email us at There you go. There you go. We'll just do a, do the sounds for now. And uh, but no, um, it, exactly. It's one of those things. Growing up, I remember I had brought friends and stuff who didn't know Jesus to the church and never came back because of the way that people would ostracize them because they came in dressed like a person and, who didn't at know that Jesus point you just dressed. gotta be excited that they showed up right <laughs> like obviously you don't want a kid running around with the middle finger at well, church but at the that, same time like they showed up yeah they showed up they're there like this right. is your opportunity what are you doing with it like if you listen to eminem like you got one shot with this kid what are you gonna do <laughs> right and if are you he... approach it that way you lo- you lost him maybe he'll come back around years later right. or somewhere another church or something like you could hope that that's what happens but for a lot of these kids like that they're gonna tell that story i tried that jesus thing one time and th- th- they immediately were like you need to change this and you need to change it and like that's not for me right like and, you and lost they them will. yeah and they will absolutely go back to that now ultimately it comes down obviously we know as we read through scripture that everybody has to be accountable for the decisions and and even though like in those cases i've seen people come to know the lord and grow spiritually and have a life where they they are in a life of obedience for the lord even though they walked into a situation like that you know but that just shows how gracious god is that like even if it's a really bad like messed up thing that happened they still you know came to know the lord regardless of that um that's why it always makes me laugh when people at like mega churches who are just way off off the cuff not even close to theologically correct and they're like yeah we had a hundred people get saved at this service where we had booty shaking the whole time and things like that and uh i'm not gonna say his name <laughs> <laughs> oh i don't think yeah, i really have you, to get you, into it without people knowing you, you, you probably know who it is if you don't you right. can email us at <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Right. And so, but it's we're trying of, to get you guys to use this thing. Yes. That's why it's there. Exactly. But it's one of those things like God will take bad situations, bad theology, bad attitudes and still turn it around for good. I mean, if you read the Bible, if you read your Bible, right. I say that every time. I need a button for that. Yeah. Read your Bible. <laughs> read your Bible. <laughs> but i'm gonna say most because i haven't read all of the bible yeah. but most of the people that god actually uses are the bad ones 
<laughs> you know? I don't know very many stories if there's any where God's like, you are perfect. I'm going to use you. He's right. like, no, you're the worst. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. Let's go. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, he loves everybody, obviously. Um, but actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because Daniel's actually kind of a guy that comes right off from the front doing like what he's supposed to do. Now, we don't know much about Daniel's childhood. He could have been yeah, a total hoodlum. He could have been, you know. Oh, there's one very... Simon. His yeah. mom actually was like, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you. So we know Simon as since he's like seven periods. He goes <laughs> back to the to right. the priest and we know him as well that's, that's samuel ah sam see yeah. there you go yeah. i was doing hey, what you were doing everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it but, so, but you knew what i was talking yeah, about yeah. so there's i mean there's one so that's why i said most because i was like i know there's got to be one but most yeah. of the time like that when god uses somebody to do something epic it's it's not the person that no in the beginning you'd be like yeah god's gonna do something with that person it's like I mean, that person most of these, most people nowadays would be like, "You need Jesus." That person's going to hell, and it's like, "Well, you don't. Maybe that's the person that's going to change the world. That like, you have no idea." Right. I mean, to put or they could change it for bad. I, mean, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> right. I mean, to put it in perspective, the law of Moses. Moses was a murderer. He murdered. Somebody. He murdered somebody. Yeah. And right. Then he ran. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Paul was also a murderer, and he wrote most of the New Testament. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's pretty clear that God will take some of the worst people in our eyes, of course, in God's eyes, sin is sin. You know, it's, it's just, if we're the one to put a value on it. Yeah. We put a value on it. Exactly. And so God looks at people as a whole, just as unrighteous people, whether you quote, do good things or quote, do bad things. Like God just views us all as unrighteous. And the only way we can have righteousness is through Jesus Christ. And so like, until people come to Christ. Yeah, the conversations you have with Christians and non-Christians is, I won't say that it, it's different, but you can't, you can't right. hold a non-Christian to Christian standards. You, you can't. Just, you just can't. Like if, if anybody's like right now, if you're a Christian and you're yelling at everybody in Hollywood, like you can't hold those people to our standards because they don't, they don't believe what we believe. Right. Like they, like, you need to be a person that doesn't treat them badly right? and, and uh, be unkind and be a jerk and all that, those, whatever you want to say. Uh, I'm trying to be clean here because there's <laughs> lots of things I could say about it. Well, but, right. but ultimately it's like, you can't hold those people to the same standards because they, they're not Christians. Right. I mean, and, and I think that is um, in my experiences, uh, a big thing because most people that are new Christians get mad at everybody that doesn't do quote unquote the right thing. And it's like, yeah, what do you expect somebody that doesn't believe what you believe to do? Right. Well, and once again, it goes back like people who are non-believers or just like, they don't have the Holy spirit to guide them. Right. Like when you have the Holy spirit inside of you, guiding you and, and giving you courage and giving you, you know, giving you all the things and, you know, as a comforter and all the things that the Holy Spirit is, like, it's just going to show. It's going to be obvious difference. Um, you know, and I can tell so many stories of that. And so, yeah, so when it comes to, to mental health, that's just kind of my standpoint is I really don't think mental health works using coping skills. I do believe there needs to be an intercession of God to really see transformation happen and healing happen. But 
people sometimes, aren't going to do that. Sometimes the 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 God aspect of that is just being a good person. Because if the therapist and the doctor are not Christians, and then this patient's not a Christian, like you're not going to be like you need to put God into there. Sometimes it's well, just being a good person God. and leading that into what it right you know what it is well and and just in what i've what i've seen and stuff is to me healthcare. you know if i went to a primary doctor because my elbow was hurting and you know and he prescribed something that works for a, a sinus infection right like i'm I'm not going to go back to that doctor. I'm not like, that's, that's going to make sense. And but especially weenus is connected. To- <laughs> well, uh, that's not the point of this. Obviously this is a, a very imperfect example, right? Metaphor here. And so obviously it's one of those things. Like if, if you go to a primary doctor that's prescribing you things that just isn't working or why not would we, for your right, and not symptoms for, or ex- right. And so, but yeah. yet through mental health, people for 20, 30 years are still dealing with the same thing that they were when they first came, something's not working, something's not functioning. And I hate to say it, but in most cases, that's just what I see. It's, it is, it's, it's working exactly how they want it to work. That's fair. (laughs) Put it that way. It's not working to help people. It's working to help them. Right. Uh, You know, those, um, when I was in pharmacy, I read a study because we had to keep your license. You have to do um, CE, continuing education. And and I found one study, and I'm surprised they actually it counted because it, that's basically what it said was like uh, back in like, I want to say in like the 30s, 40s, 50s, somewhere in there, long time ago, um, doctors realized that if somebody was sick for whatever reason and they went in there and they took care of them they made 20 bucks and you know you knock out your patients 20 bucks 20 but like we're breaking this all the way down to just money because that's what it comes down to right but the doctors realize like if i put if you have a blood pressure problem and i was like yeah let's eat better let's exercise and then you're healthy like i made 20 dollars. but if i put you on a blood pressure medication i have a patient for the next 70 years and now I make $300,000 off that person because bill, I get to bill your insurance every three months. Right. Every time you come in here, every prescription I, I prescribe for it. And, yeah. and you're probably going to end up needing other prescriptions. I mean, why do you think insulin is, is so, so expensive? expensive. Yeah. yeah. Because people have to have it to yeah. live. And, and they're yeah, especially money if you're type one. Like, yeah. You don't have a choice. Like, yeah. You need it. Mm-hmm. So uh, reading that, I was like, wow, I'm surprised this was part of the the continuing education that we actually got to read. Because, right. you know, most of the time they don't they, they don't, don't put that out there at <laughs> all. Yes, that's, but, that's very true. But th- I mean, it was that's what it came down to was like, I can make $20 off this person or I can have a quote unquote customer for life and I make two, three hundred thousand dollars off this one person. And then you do that through a hundred patients over 70 years of seeing these patients, you know, right. yeah. it, it's doing exactly what there's they wanted to there's do. There's a reason why it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. Right. And you know, they don't put those numbers out there like they do Tesla. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not. Gonna... And what, what's sad is there are medications and there are symptoms that are needed and they help people. Yeah. But it's it's so drowned in the 
plethora of all of it being all prescribed to all right. the people that are just giddy. Uh, I'm if you can't tell I'm jaded. I did this for <laughs> most of my career before I yeah. changed careers, and I saw a lot of well, things. You're not the only one that and has said it, this, right? Yeah. So I just I've seen a lot, and I've seen a lot of people be affected by it, and it's it's heartbreaking. Like, yeah, I got to a point where it was like I like I wanted to change careers, so I did. But a part of it was just like I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't see it anymore because, like especially with the kids and I have kids. So then you just see these kids come mm-hmm. in and they're basically like zombies. Like they don't exist anymore. And I was right. just like, it was heartbreaking every time yeah. that you're, you're giving them their, their prescriptions. And I just, I couldn't do it anymore because there are things that can help people, but we don't even know what it is anymore because it's so much now. Right. You know, and, and to kind of like before we start diving into into Daniel chapter one. Oh yeah, we're talking about Daniel. Yeah, yeah, chapter. yeah, yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's yeah. been seven I'm not, See, not yeah. I'm <laughs> me and my buddy, if shout out uh Jonathan, California. Okay. If you if you're listening, uh we we started the Dead Horse Productions because we will beat the dead horse with the same joke. <laughs> forever <laughs> that's like a mighty python type thing right yeah, like. that's exactly what we, we got yes. so when we worked together in a pharmacy we, oh gosh we, could, we, yeah. we worked in a compounding pharmacy so we didn't have we weren't customer facing so we would be in the back with our music playing and we would just tell jokes and we if one of one made us really laugh we just we told that joke all day long and people would get so annoyed and we would just be dying laughing. so shout out jonathan that one was yep. for you. and i will I do it. the seven old man voice for seven periods, <laughs> seven periods until i'm the only life. one laughing <laughs> i love it no um this is where i get my sound box of the the wrap it up yeah, the yeah, wrap the it up, sound. Wrap it up. yeah. <laughs> no uh we're not we're not telling anybody to to go and just throw away your medication. No, that's the worst <laughs> thing. To do. If you're if you're on medication and and it's something that you think you might not need, like don't just hard stop. No, that's no. not good. Like, go go, go to your, your doctor. doctor yes, and, and do everything properly. Again, I'm just going to repeat this again. I am not a medical professional. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. Don't just be like, well, they said on this one random <laughs> podcast with, with 12 followers that I shouldn't be on. And don't right. do no, that. Go talk do to that. your doctor. Like, do everything the way you're supposed to. Correct. Like, take anything we say with a grain of salt. It is not. Yeah. The end all be all. Right. We don't have we don't have an extreme amount of education on this, which is we've come in. It's just what we've seen. Yeah, we're coming in talking about things that we've personally experienced and that we've seen in the in the short time of medical field that that we've seen, and so obvious. But it is very. It can be very dangerous, if not deadly, if you to just, just hard stop hard it's, stop medication. Yes, don't yeah. do that. There's there's protocols that need to go into place that need to have a discussion with your doctor. First and foremost, if you want to be off of anything at that point, yeah. you need to talk to your doctor about that. Like small right. small text, big text, put it everywhere. 
So Daniel chapter one. And here, here we, we go. are. Here we go. It's only been 40 something minutes. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> we are at a solid 58, 58 minutes. 58 minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> so this one's going to get broken up into two. Yeah. So we, I'm fixing to have a baby, so I'm going to be out, quote unquote. <laughs> so this kind of works out. It does work out. And that, that was kind of the hope when, when I was writing the notes on this, I realized, man, this is going to be a long one. And so I was not, I was like, we're going to break this up. Um, you know, and so obviously just keep with us, you know, look, you know, kind of walk this journey with us as we start moving through this. We got some really cool things planned after this, even to even dive a little bit deeper into specific uh, mental health, you know, uh, things that men deal with. And so it's like um, a concert where you're waiting for the main artists to come on and they're purposely late for like an hour. And you're oh, like, God, are you guys going to come out? <laughs> <laughs> you're right, right. It's like, all right, now we're going to the start. ones that tease an encore, but then don't they, do they, an they, encore. Oh, I've been to one of those. I've never been to one of those. I've been to one I've where to one everybody, I was like waiting for an and then they just like turned on the lights and it was done. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the heck? This is weird. <laughs> so I've, I've never had the no encore but I have, uh, I went to the Kanye West, Jay-Z, Watch the Throne tour, oh. and they didn't have openers. Okay. There was no music. It was literally just a stadium full of people talking. And they were like two and a half hours late oh, on gosh. purpose. Oh, God. And all of us, like, like, like I said, so there's no openers. They're late. And you just hear the crowd. And then all of a sudden... All the lights go off. It's black, and and the first song starts playing randomly. There's no warning. <laughs> it was an epic concert. If you if you like that, like even if you don't like the music, the light show was great. It was a great concert, but it was like two hours late, oh, and man. there was no warning. Like like you literally saw like lines of people going out to like go to the bathroom or go to the stands, and then it was just pitch black, and you just saw all the doors opening and closing, <laughs> and people running back to their seats. Right. So I had that. I had the before. You had the. <laughs> yeah yeah no that's uh i can't you know i've been to concerts where there's been like an outside concert that had like a weather delay things like that um well, at least that's a valid reason yeah yeah it, it was at least a valid reason correct um i've even seen some that got behind schedule but even then it was like once it got going it was going you know i didn't have <laughs> that gotcha i would have i would have been like not for doing this again <laughs> um, i said that until the show started then i was like i will do this, this again, again. yeah was- exactly which is why they do that because they, oh, yeah, they, they, yeah. they know that they can so anyways um, so Daniel, yes, chapter of one of course Ooh, i am so sorry guys we are going to have to make a pause right there see this episode ended up taking us a solid two and a half hours to record it was very long it took a long time to edit but because it was so long we didn't want to drop a two and a half hour episode on you guys all at once we decided we're gonna split it up into three different parts so this first part is you guys have already listened to we kind of gave the intro the baseline into what we're going to talk about and so for the next part we're going to be covering daniel chapters one and chapters two and in part three we're going to be covering daniel's chapter three and chapter four some really good stuff really good story uh, between daniel and nebuchadnezzar and uh, shadrach meshach and abednego and nebuchadnezzar and just all that god does through all of those moments and so thank you so much for listening and thank you for continuing to listen be sure that wherever you listen to whether it's spotify or apple music or apple Podcasts, 
that you uh, follow us on those so you get notifications when new episodes come out. But then also, or if you're listening to us over on YouTube, be sure to go ahead and just uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Um, once again, if you guys have any questions, comments, snarks, whatever it is, um, be sure to email us at datologytheology at gmail.com. But before we go, I'm going to pray for you guys. And so, dear Lord, we just come before you today just asking that you bless the men that listen to this podcast, men and women that listen to this podcast, that your word is spoken and that Jesus is the central focus and that God, you are the central focus between, between you know, for everything that we do. In your name we pray. Amen.